hey, it's good to talk to you. I'm glad you found today's show. Um, I wanted to tell you why I haven't had a podcast for the past couple of days. I have been flat out exhausted. It's been crazy. I was getting ready for a trip to Dallas and then went to Dallas. And then while I was there, I saw dozens and dozens of people that I love. I got to be on the morning show at KCBI with Jeff and Rebecca. I got to go to a women's conference, which was really intense and awesome. The whole thing was awesome, but kind of exhausting. Then I went to see my family which was awesome, but I didn't get enough sleep. And then (laughs) I flew home during the Super Bowl. And when I got home, I needed to work to get a radio show completed. And so I just have been behind. Uh, I took Tuesday to go stand with a million people downtown Denver for the World Championship Denver Broncos Parade. And that was awesome and exhausting. And then on Wednesday, oh my goodness, Wednesday, I was the moderator of a panel on sex trafficking And it hit me hard that morning before I went to the panel. Just, I felt so much pain for the whole thing. And then to dive so deeply into the realities, the evil realities of slavery in America. Um, I was so tired over the past couple of days from the culmination of all of that, that I felt physically ill. And finally, last night, slept nine hours. And Hello, I'm back. (laughs) I missed this podcast. One aspect of it, I miss pouring out my heart, you know, to sit here with you and to just dig deeply into the things that God is doing in our souls, into his word and the realities of the spiritual realm. The podcast in the past where I've unpacked the deep uh, yearning and churning inside of me, uh, I miss doing that, but a lot of my creative energy is now being dispersed through the radio show, and so I do have something I want to share with you in the days to come about what motivates us. I just had a very eye-opening experience in Dallas with the idea of if love is not motivating us, we are a clanging gong, we are nothing. It has to be love, and so that is coming up in a few days. That's working deep inside like bread that is rising and it will come out soon and we can all eat it. (laughs) We will just lay it out on the table and go, let's talk about love and what motivates us. But in the meantime, um, I'm just so thankful that you're listening today and you're able to listen because of Cure International. They are sponsoring today's podcast. Cure International has hospitals in 30 countries. They give away free surgeries to children, children who are disabled, who've been told they are worthless. Some of them told they're cursed. And then they're told by the people at Cure, you are loved. God sees you. He made you. You're precious. And they receive healing and they hear of God's goodness. Cure rocks. And if you want to find out more, that would be great. Come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. And now I hope you enjoy today's show, which is being assembled by producer Melanie Moritzky. It is some highlights from the past couple of weeks of the radio show Life with Lisa Williams. Hashtag thanks for listening. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL? I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now, this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. He and Fido. Hey, Natalie, how old are you? Six. I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. 
It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. <laughs> is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this is this is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Hey, I'm Lisa Williams, and I have to introduce you to my Valentine. Well, one of my Valentines. He just walked in the room. He stopped by for a few minutes. Hello, Valentine. Tell us your name. My name is Katie Williams, and I was almost born on Valentine's Day. Oh, I tried so hard to have this baby on Valentine's Day. I wanted a Valentine's baby, but... He was a little late. Three days late, actually. And so my little Valentine, who was born on February 17th, is about to turn... Nine! Nine years old. Happy Valentine's Day. Look at me. I want to tell you something. You are my schmoopy boopy, and you are my little love gift from heaven, and I thank God for you. Thank you, Mom. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day! If you have thoughts, feelings, or just something you want to say about Valentine's Day, it's 888-848-LISA. Hey, Lisa. This is Trisha Kelly thinking about Valentine's Day and thinking about you looking for stories about Valentine's Day. And I'm reminded of this uh, young girl that I knew who was very insecure, very vulnerable, always looking for a boyfriend Um, somebody to validate, somebody to um, make this girl feel um, loved, (laughs) make this girl feel worthy. And that girl was me, and I'll never forget the times where I was searching for somebody, and I never thought God was going to give me the right person. I was afraid God would never give me someone who would love me just the way that I am with all my faults and all my craziness. And I remember when I finally just sort of let go of searching for Mr. Right and looking for the right person and trying to make something fit that wasn't right. And instead, I just turned my attention on focusing on um, God's love for me. And it was then that he showed me the right man for me. And I I look back now, and I wish I could take myself by the shoulders and say, guess what? It's going to be all right. God has a plan for you, and it is far better than anything you could cook up for yourself. So So this may not be the Valentine's Day that you spend with the person that God has for you, but just put your faith in God because it's coming. It's coming. It can be so easy for you to multitask. I'm Lisa Williams, and especially if you're on your computer, it begs you to multitask. I get a ping when somebody comments on Facebook or tweets or uh, I get an email, and so there's this constant distraction. Then my phone buzzes. You know how it is. You're doing this, and then suddenly you stop that half done, and you do this other thing, and then you stop that partially done, and then you go over here, never really single tasking, which is what they recommend that you consider, that you turn off all the alerts on your computer, and you single task, like, I'm only going to answer emails. 
they recommend you set a time to answer emails like two or three times a day where this is email time and you do nothing else and then you don't go back to it. You don't constantly check your emails like I do. You don't do that anymore because the downside is they're showing that it decreases your IQ points. And some of us are falling rapidly. And so you might want to consider single tasking over multitasking. And if you need some help, I've got an article that I am going to post, even as I'm talking. I'm going to go ahead and post it right now and see if you like it as I multitask um, on the Life with Lisa Williams Facebook page. Maybe we can read it together and get some help for our brains. My kids, J.D. and Jesse, love this story, so I thought I'd tell it to you for Valentine's Day. My name's Lisa Williams, and when I was in high school, I had a boyfriend who broke up with me, and he gave me a poem. You probably heard the poem, If you love someone, set them free. If they come back, they're yours. If they don't, they never were. And so he broke up with me. This guy broke up with me by giving me this poem, and I remember reading it going, you know, this guy's breaking up with me. He's telling me to set him free and maybe he'll come back. And I was really hurt. But time went on and many months later, I was at college and I had just started dating Darren, who is my husband now. And um, I opened my mailbox one day and there's an envelope and inside there's a poem. And I start to read it and I think, oh no, not this poem. It said, if you love someone, set them free. And I stopped reading because I was like, I don't want to read this poem. Oh my word, he's breaking up with me. And then I finished it. It said, if you love someone, set them free. If they come back, they're yours. If they don't, hunt them down. (laughs) And I remember standing there holding that envelope thinking, I'm going to marry this guy. If you have ever felt left out because of something you saw on social media, that's a bad feeling. Um, I'm Lisa Williams, and I made somebody feel that way this week. Without thinking, I posted some stuff, and one of my closest friends got really hurt. And I'm so thankful that she told me. You know, I could tell she didn't want to tell me, but I knew something was wrong. And she was so scared to tell me because she thought I would judge her. She thought I'd get angry and go, oh, please, get over it. And she really risked her heart by telling me how she felt. And so I um, respected that vulnerability and just expressed my sorrow that I had hurt my friend. It's just such a good reminder that we need to think before we post Sometimes I get so myopic and I'm just thinking about myself and how I feel when I put a picture up or put a post up and ugh, yuck, right? Yuck. So if you've ever had that tangle tighten around your heart because you felt like you didn't matter, you were left out, I'm just sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry that happened to my friend. And I hope that all of us can remember to think maybe even say a prayer before we post something publicly that could hurt somebody. It's good to spend some time with you. My name's Lisa Williams, and it is such an honor when you take the time to call and tell all of us your story. My husband and I were just talking yesterday about how God is so much bigger than we can imagine. We say his ways are bigger and higher than ours, but often we don't take time to reflect on how that truth has been shown in our life. We have four beautiful children and have been married for 17 years. 
That is a miracle for us. 19 years ago, a recently divorced 20-year-old with a 10-month-old and a 19-year-old woman with a 1-year-old met at a factory. In all honesty, each was a child in many ways that had to grow up way too fast. One thing led to another, and we fell in love with each other and in love with the kiddos that we brought to the relationship. Somewhere in our mess, God got our attention. We began serving him all in. You know, I told my husband, a beautiful life was being created while we were living. See, that's what God does. He takes our daily journey of following him and weaves it into weeks, months, and years of a legacy lived for him. We've seen so many things. Mission trips, a son still here by a miracle, um, careers and a business started, planting a church, ordination, things that we had never dreamed. There are so many ways God has healed us and saved us over and over. Many of our biggest battles have found the other being there to defend, support, and hold. This year, I would have been with Nathan longer than I have lived without him, and he is still my favorite person. We are so excited each day to see what God is doing in our lives, in our marriage, with our children, and on this journey that he's got us walking. Thank you for letting me share. Some people really love their pets. Maybe that's you. Maybe you love your dog or your cat. And so Valentine's Day is a big deal for pet lovers. I mean, I don't really think that your dog or cat knows it's the 14th of February this weekend. They probably would not even know that it was Valentine's Day if you didn't write it on their card <laughs> or say it, you know, when you handed them their flowers. But $7 million is spent on pets over Valentine's Day. So seriously, you are not alone if you plan to buy earrings for your dog. Apparently, earrings are a big deal when it comes to pet purchases over Valentine's Day. Earrings, clothes, treats, and flowers are the biggies. And for people who love their pets, they ask them, would you rather spend time with your pet or a loved one? 40% of pet owners, 40% of pet owners said, we'll take the pet. (laughs) So I just wanted you to not feel like you were the only one if it has crossed your mind to buy flowers for your dog this weekend. You know, you're, you're not the only one. $7 million will be spent on pets this weekend. When we were talking about Ash Wednesday yesterday and the 40 days leading up to Easter, the idea of giving something up to prepare your heart or taking something up to prepare your heart, um, when we were talking about that, we got this call from Destiny. I'm going to be getting rid of something and taking something up. I've been struggling a lot here lately. I am a wife. I'm 23, and I'm a mother to two beautiful little girls. I've been going to school full-time for my early childhood degree and starting my third week of my new job at a wonderful child development center as well. And I'm also four months post-hysterectomy, and I'm having complications. And I'm struggling with keeping everything intact, keeping everything in order and doing everything when I'm supposed to do it by, and I've just been so stressed out and just, wanting to give stuff up just to stay home, ball up in a ball, and just lay in bed with my babies all day, which isn't good for them either. And then listening today, I've usually, I've listened to Christian music before, and um, most of the time in this car, I'll have on pop or country or something, but I just really felt the need to listen 
to Christian music today, and every song that I heard was just, um, tomorrow's a new day, it's the first day of your life, you know, to keep going, and what I'm going to give away for this month's season, and hopefully for a long time, as long as I can do it, is stress, because that is very toxic, and the thing that I'm taking up is to be more prayerful and to let God handle things, then that is a struggle for me, because I'm not one to let go of stuff, so if you could just say a prayer for me and my family as I begin the first day of the rest of my life and try not to stress them, take time and pray, just stay calm and keep everything going. If there's any time this weekend that you feel um, sad because you don't feel loved or you maybe feel overlooked or forgotten, there's a Valentine's Day message waiting for you in John 3.16. It's God's Valentine to you. When you see the words, so loved, that's your Valentine. You can have a bigger brain. My name's Lisa Williams. This just in, your brain can be bigger if you exercise regularly. I mean, we already know your muscles get bigger and fat gets smaller and your heart is stronger and there's so many benefits to stress and all kinds of benefits, right, to working out. We've heard it all, but here's a new one. They just have found out that your brain will be bigger. Like if you're in midlife now and you work out regularly, 20 years from now when you're elderly, well, let's just say 30 or 40 years from now when you're elderly, that feels better. You will have a bigger brain, which means your brain will work better. Less dementia. You'll just have um, a bigger brain. So if you don't like the idea of having a small brain and you've been looking for one more reason to get up and get going and get to the gym, bigger brain. Not everybody associates Valentine's Day with roses and chocolates and diamonds. You know, there are other stories that come to mind, like for my friend Lisa Kyle. She has some super strong feelings about the meaning of Valentine's Day because God gave her such a special forever dad. I want to do a big shout out to my fabulous dad who is turning 76 on Valentine's. It's actually his birthday. So we've really not spent a lot of our years celebrating um, Valentine's as a romantic focus, but mostly just getting a chance to celebrate this incredible man. And the reason why this man is incredible, as he became my forever family when I was 15 and a half, I kind of came into the world on a rocky runway. And um, with that came um, different um, adoption journeys and foster homes. And um, they said yes to a very young 15-year-old girl which would be kind of scary, but what happened was is they said yes, and they came to live with them. And when they first met them, walked into my family's house, they said, you know, we're going to have conflict, and when we have conflict, it's going to be okay. We're going to actually um, work through it. It was kind of their spiel to work with foster kids. And initially, there's a lot of honeymoon, and things go well, but eventually the conflict's going to come. And when it comes, we're going to sit down and, and um, work through it, and it's going to be okay. And that was just to kind of build confidence and not knowing my story, my background, they were just kind of prepared to kind of battle through maybe the worst scenarios. And uh, let's see, about 10 years later, when I was 24, um, my dad got up and said, you know, with Lisa, um, he shared that story, the honeymoon never ended. So it was just such an amazing, happy ending to a story of my personal story. But 
um, my dad, David Batty, is just an incredible guy. And I'm just so blessed to have had um, people reach out beyond their circumstances in their own safety and said yes to foster care. Hey there, I'm Lisa Williams, and I want you to take a minute and listen to part of the story from Tiffany Lee. She goes by Plum. She sings beautiful songs and writes beautiful songs, and she is really transparent about parts of her story. I'm going to call this section a wow God story because... God can take a life that is hiding a lot of pride and dysfunction and projects as, oh, we're great, we're wonderful, we have no problems. And he can take that life in his hands and he can help someone find a beautiful brokenness that in the end will draw people to him. Instead of being perfect, she shows her brokenness. Wow, God. When you are about to compare just know that I think there were people that could look at my life and compare and think, and she's got the marriage I want. She's got the house I want. She's got the kids I want. She's got the career I want. And they didn't know, you know, they didn't know that it was literally imploding from the inside out and they don't want that. And so just be careful when you look at something and say, I want that because with it comes a lot of things that you are completely unaware of. You're usually only seeing the green and the beautiful. You're not really seeing the the brown and the dead and the, you know, right. the rugged. You're not seeing that side of it. And yeah. Yeah. so I don't know. There's a part of me that feels like my calling is to show that, to show the yuck so people really can believe that it really does exist and it's not just you and you're not alone in your, your yeah. yuck. You're not alone in your yuck. There's something that needs to be tweeted. You are not alone in your yuck. If something that Plum said really connected with your heart and you want to hear the rest of her story, it's at lifewithlisawilliams.com. I'm looking at about four sheets of paper in front of me with instructions on how the Valentine's Day parties are going to go down. I'm Lisa Williams, and my kids are having their Valentine's Day parties tomorrow, Wednesday, February 10th. The second grader needs to be prepared to make root beer floats, needs to have 25 valentines, and a box that's decorated really cute. The third grader is going to make Chex Mix, needs to have 26 valentines, needs to have a box that's really cute, and oh, there's going to be a box judging contest. I get sheets of paper like this all the time for my second grader and my third grader. They basically translate into mommy homework. If you ever get overwhelmed about the good things in life you could be doing, me too. My name's Lisa Williams. And sometimes it just seems so overwhelming when you could be helping the poor, you could be helping the homeless, you could be rescuing women in trafficking, you could be helping in your children's class. If you have kids, you know, you could be you know, doing so many things, leading a Bible study or going on a missions trip. And if you ever just get overwhelmed with all the good options, it's like you and I have got to take the time, like almost every day, to remember who we are, to remember what God has called us to do, and also to be open-hearted to the things He might ask us to do. But I have to remind myself all the time, I'm not the Savior of the world. I'm just one girl. And there are things that I can do and there are things I'm supposed to do. And by the grace of God, those are the things that I will do. 
So I just wanted to let you know, if you ever get overwhelmed by all the good that you could be doing, me too. 